also let us know what you think. We'll be watching the comments wherever you find the video over on GunStreamer.com or on GunTube.org. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The, the guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourages you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching GunWebsites.com. All right, welcome everybody. So, uh, kind of posted this at the last minute. We'll see how it goes. We're posting a live show on a day after a holiday, late in the evening. We'll see who shows up. I don't know how many people are heading right back to work tomorrow morning. Probably a bunch, a chunk of people. I don't know how many people listen to the show are heading back to work in the morning. So it's episode. Whatever it is, and it's the beginning of season eight. We started this in 2016, so the way I ever figured it out, we got 16, because we started in like March of 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. That makes it season eight. Sure, we only had a couple of episodes in whatever year it was where Nancy Pelosi made us quit, but uh, still season eight. Or yeah, season eight, episode fourteen hundred something, fourteen sixty six, closing our way towards fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred episodes. That's more episodes than any other show. So that's a pretty good milestone. Uh, let's see. So we have links out there to Patreons. We have links out there to channel members, and uh, looking to do something different with the show going forward into two thousand and eight. Boring to do the same show all the time. And uh, we're definitely not locked into any rigid rules or anything. So I think, uh, so again, feel free to jump in. If you're a Patreon channel member, somebody who's making this possible, you've got all the, uh, you know, you're welcome to jump in and uh, contribute. Otherwise, I think I'll go over to the YouTube side here. We'll say hey to the people who are joining this live. Otherwise, I'm literally just talking to myself. And uh, see if everybody is chatting tonight or not. I'm going to open it up on YouTube and put a poll on the, or I shouldn't say YouTube, but on the big channel, on the gun channel side. And, uh, uh, simulcast on both channels, of course. Wizard. Did you do something, or does it just automatically tell us that you're a member for two months? But thanks for that. I don't know uh, why it's telling us on the YouTube side that Gizzard is a member for two months. Maybe it's like an anniversary thing, but I can't highlight it over here. But uh, thanks for being a channel member over here. Let's see. I'm going to hit this and then say start a poll. All right, time slot. Should we move the show to daytime? Question mark. And then the first answer will be no way. The second one will be... Um, let's see, how about, mornings are best, and midday would be good, or I guess there's only three options. In the evening so I'm definitely not interested in doing it in the evening but uh, 
Let's see what people say. Mask. Okay. See. Oh, that's Woods. Why is I thinking uh, Gizzard? I was thinking that was Gizzard for some reason. Oh, no, Gizzard did it too. So, uh, yeah, what's going on there? Uh, yes, it's a super chat thing. Oh, okay. So when you are a member or whatever, it lets you uh, do that super chat like that. Okay. It doesn't let you type anything in there? Because when I do it to Yankee, I can type stuff from a different level. All right, so you're saying you need patches for 2023. What do you mean? Like you want to have patches made, you mean? Um, so Woods is bringing up some stuff, and let's see. Of course, I guess I'll say hey to everybody. And again, encourage folks to jump in if you want. There's a link. Okay, you guys just didn't type anything? Okay. I think you get those like every so often. You get them like, what, every three months or whatever? So every once in a while I go type some of the Yankees. I forget to do it at other people's thing. I just see everybody super chatting Yankees. So I'm like, oh, crap, I guess I can click on that. Anyway, so uh, let's see. We got uh, us jumping in here saying good evening. Krabby Turtle was the first one in. May or may not still be around. It's early or late. How you want to look at it on that side of the country? Thanks for joining, though. Uh, then we got Woods jumping in from the other side of the country. We span the entire country with two comments right there. Gizzard, right smack in the middle. If you drew a line and measured it exactly between Krabby and Woods is Gizzard. Then uh, Wesley. Yeah, I don't know where Wesley is. So then Jacob also. Don't know where Jacob is off the top of my head. But uh, if you're talking about getting patches made, I guess we can talk about that. Oh, I see what you're saying. You just need to grab, get some for a patch addiction. Well, you come to the right place and understand patch addiction. All right. There's nothing that's better for the show. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, different ways to fill around with it. So we got a poll going. We'll put, probably put a poll up on the Daily Gun Show channel. I'll probably put a poll on the regular channel just to see. But something like 20, 14, 20 people show up in the show on a good day. You know, 11 something on the slow day. And since I can't tell really how many people are actually chatting, um, you know, that's what it's all about. See what people are interested in. And really, I'm going to put a poll on the Patreon side because, of course, those people are paying the bills. So uh, let's see what they're interested in. All right. So, as far as patches go, though, let me quickly, before I forget, mention it right at the beginning of the show. I think it's Zach. So Zach grabbed some stuff over at the gear website store. And if I could actually click on something without it clicking on a hundred different things. Yeah, Zach ordered stuff today, this afternoon, and I still have all the patches out. So if Zach is listening, I'm definitely gonna let you grab whatever free patches you want from the pile we got here. But then um if I don't hear anything from him, I'll just give him a pile of free random patches from the mix since they're still out. But thanks again to everybody who purchased stuff over the last few days there at the end of the year extra ganza. Took a bunch of stuff to the mail today, even though it's not really going out today. 
at least it's at the post office. And then uh, came home and had, oh, put the calendars together. I knew I had something else to do. So I ended up uh, getting some of those calendars made. Probably print up a couple of more. Let's see, I think if I should turn this printer off. Let me probably don't matter. Uh, just need to get some to start off the year. Right on, yeah, I totally hear that. Uh, let's see, so as far as the show goes, I'm gonna go back over to the poll. And at this point, we do have a couple of votes in here. Should we move the show to daytime? And so far, all we got is positive saying yes. Actually, it's a three-way tie between mornings, midday, and evening. So that's very difficult to determine any preference there. But this is just the beginning of it all. So let's think about what a morning show would look like. If I was going to do a morning show every single day of the week, then I would want it to be useful for gun shops uh, and people at work at shooting ranges and things like that. Because um, that's something that I think hasn't existed and could where you have some sort of a message about uh, kind of a summary of what's up with the Second Amendment, what's up with the different laws in the different states, uh, a brief summary of like what's coming up as far as events, you know, of course, rallies and things like that. But then, you know, the bigger events so that people have kind of a horizon view, uh, midterm view, you know, like a couple of months out for certain things. And then, uh, um, so maybe remind people about the big events every so often, the regional or smaller events, you know, with plenty of time and then kind of with some reminders. And then of course, history and some just informational stuff, some stuff you might wanna just have as general knowledge, chit chat at the store. You know, today's the birthday of somebody who invented something or today's the day that Navy adopted something or something like that. So, uh, you know, something like that, if I was going to do a morning show, I definitely am not interested in changing the format up and talking about news or getting people paranoid about things that fluctuate. Oh, look, the waves are happening, you know, oh, the waves are going back and forth. Oh, the clouds came after a rain. Oh, it's clear now. The clouds are gone. We'll never see clouds again. Uh, if I was going to do something midday, that would be the challenging one. In evening, I got no interest in doing, but I would imagine it would end up just being a conversation show, which is kind of boring. So I don't think it would go over too well. Midday, I think you could do a midday discussion. So mid mornings, although if I was doing a morning show, I would probably still include uh, interviews. But uh, it would probably be more of like a news brief, like here's what's up and... Thanks for being there. You know, here's what you might, here's what you can do to support a store, maybe feature a store every day. So maybe make it kind of uh, morning gun shop features focus, something like that. Midday, though, I think that you could do a good job with uh, bringing people on to interview them because it's during the work day and you could schedule out people to have on. So maybe that could be more of like an interview show, something like that. Uh, and then the evening, I think probably the same thing, something more like an interview show. Uh, maybe a discussion show since uh, we have a panel thing on the evening show. Have a couple of different people on different days and uh, maybe attempt to mix things up. Maybe have uh, technical stuff on one day or CCW stuff, that kind of garbage. And then your marksman stuff and your long range and your accuracy people. And then maybe some competition things, all the different kinds of competition that are out there. 
then uh, I don't know. There's so many different things. So I don't know. Maybe just do a random amount of like a assortment of things, and then on one day of the week, Monday or Friday or Wednesday or something, bring people together and try to mix it up. That might be interesting. So at this point, we're not getting too many more things to the poll. I'm going to refresh over here in case it's glitched or something. Too many more. Yeah, just the same amount of stalemate with the polls. So gridlock over there. I guess we're not going to get too much advance over there unless a bunch of people join in. Um, let's see. So uh, don't really have much else to talk about. And since nobody joined in, I don't know. We'll go maybe 20 minutes just to let people join in, give them half an hour to have seen the post and decide to jump in. But if we can't start a discussion up. Pack it up and move it on. Jacob's dropping a one dollar super chat in there. Thank you very much. That isn't, I don't think it is. Is it the first super chat? I don't think it's the first super chat. I think uh, barbecue posted a super chat yesterday. That would have been the first super chat of the year. Thank you very much for the second. I think that might be the second. Actually, I can go look, right? What am I doing? Let's go over here and look. File tomorrow. So, spend some time working on, on that. Um, you know, things gotta... well, that scared the shit out of me. So I moved uh, one of my browser windows over, and that triggered uh, instance of the Meet the Pressers show that was on earlier today. So Meet the Pressers and Riding Shotgun with Charlie, both uh, together, kind of co, what do you call that, co-host, I guess, an interview with someone who they've each interviewed already. And today it was Adam Kraut, the new executive director for the Second Amendment Foundation, effectively the guy that's taken the reins from Alan Gottlieb at the Second Amendment Foundation. And it was an interview, pretty good uh, Q&A with some interactivity from the audience and answered some interesting questions about uh, what's happening and where they think they're going. Anyway, so that opened up and started chatting there. So I'm going into my studio, and we're going to open up the, what's it called, monetization, looks like a dollar sign. And when you click on that, you get your ads. I don't know what that is. No, not. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Uh-oh. It's like I've got limited ads on a couple of ad videos. I never even look at that. And then uh, shopping, that's a, where it's connected to the store. So you can now buy things from our gear website store right here on YouTube. That's pretty cool. And then uh, also that print on demand place. I forget which one. Either Spreadshirt or Teespring, one of the two. And then uh, memberships. Thanks everybody for being a member. Looks like we have 22 members. Thank you very much killing a bill altogether that adds up and kills a bill and then we've got uh super chats boom here we go so now i can open this up nice look this in a new window no that is that's the first one so barbie no dj had the last super chat for the 223 in december 31st so unless barbecue super chatted on the other channel which i guess he could have did and if he did done do that, then I wouldn't see it over here because I'm logged into this channel. But uh, that that one dollar super chat was the first super chat of the new year, and it was on the second. So thanks for the every second matter super chat. Yeah. 
appreciate it. All right, so Ben, I thought I might, the reason I have the Meet the Pressers thing open on this other tab is because we're going to make sure if I killed the video over here, or what did I pull this from? Okay, no, I didn't. I just opened up nothing. Oh, okay. All right, so we've got a couple of videos that happened today. So last year with this show uh, on Fridays, we would wrap up the week with what other people were posting about the Second Amendment and that kind of thing. And, you know, that works. It's a thing. But it takes a lot of effort because you have to spend, you know, a good amount of time doing it. And what I'm going to try doing this year, potentially, is go in and edit this video as we're watching it, like I'm known to do, and then put in some of the stuff that I watched today and we can chat about that. Since none of y'all are chatting, I'll just say stuff about it and the people in the future can hear me talk about it. And maybe uh, as we go on, somebody else will jump in here and we'll chat about it. But uh, one of the things I watched, like I just mentioned, was the Meet the Pressers interview with Adam Kraut. Now, that was simulcast on Rain Shotgun with Charlie's channel. So that's what that just opened up there. I'm going to link to both of them since both are channels worth your while. They don't do the same kind of stuff. Meet the pressers, our law enforcement and instructors, and uh, pretty active. And they've uh, been doing interview show uh, podcasts for quite a while, separately than Riding Shotgun with Charlie. But um, actually, I don't know if they're both in Massachusetts or not. I don't think he is. I think Matt's in New York. So, uh, oh, looks like somebody jumped in. Barbecue jumped in. Welcome. Thanks for jumping in. Yeah, no problem. So just randomly woke up, so I figured I'd come over check out the show, and then I saw I had an email, so I was like, "Oh, check that out!" And boom, there's a link. Yeah, this is season eight, so I'm changing it up and uh, figuring out how to, you know, fiddle with it in 2023, since we're eight seasons into this show now. So in last year, well, last season or whatever, I was uh, summarizing the week. On Friday, I don't know if you heard that. And now, what I'm thinking to do, and or what I am doing, is um, I am talking to type, and my thing disappeared. Well, that's annoying. So I guess I can't do it that way. Um, sorry, I tried to edit the video while we're in here, but when you jumped in, it made the little pop-up thing disappear. So you know, I opened it again, but it deletes what was already in there. So I have to edit it a different way so that it doesn't. Uh, not in a temporary window, so to speak. Anyway, I got distracted there. So instead of doing stuff on Fridays, I'm going to edit the video or just in the description of the video each day, link to what it was that day that I watched that was so good. Since uh, at least if I keep the show midnights, you know, I'm doing this after everybody else already did their thing. So that's what I was yeah. just about to start doing. Did you watch uh, Riding Shotgun with Charlie and Meet the Pressers co- conversation that they do yeah I, I was listening to it as best i could it was pretty good i mean adam he's from pennsylvania so i'm pretty sure you have to listen to it but um he's uh a lawyer right and uh g23 i think asked him um what he thinks of the washington or the yeah the oregon thing and then 
I asked him something and he took that one and ran with it about uh, if we need another law or if with Heller, McDonald, Ezel, Ezel 2, and now New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus the loser who is named Bruin. Um, you know, if that if that's enough or if we need another one. And I was talking and typing and doing other stuff at the time, but I'm pretty sure his answer was, and also I think what it was is my computer was glitching, which might've been because I was typing and talking and doing other stuff. But uh, I think his answer was, yes, we do need another one that those set the stage and everything, but there's still tweaks and things. So it's actually an interesting answer because with Heller, I mean, for a long time, we all sat around listening to, oh, we had the Heller decision, we had the Heller decision. And then, you know, everybody was standing behind it like if it was some sort of giant shield that we could just hide all hide behind and never have to worry about anything again. And then people started to go, oh, yeah, we're getting shot in the ankles or we're getting shot in the wrists or whatever. So let's get another shield. And that was McDonald. And then, oh, no, we're still getting shot in the ankles. So we brought out Ezel, same thing, you know, Ezel too. And now this one. And I think that's his, you know, that's the, that's the suggestion is that there is no perfect thing to prevent their attacks or their infringements or whatever. So instead realizing that it's, you know, each compliments or enhances, I don't know what his words were, but anyway, kind of made sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been thinking that way for a while as well. Uh, you know, while the nice serpent decision was, uh, solid and i think better than anybody really anticipated um you know there, there's obviously still areas where it can be cleaned up uh and for lack of better terms uh made a bit more bulletproof so um you know and the unfortunate thing is you know the supreme court cases what every five ten years if we're lucky before they take up one so uh or as far as two-way goes obviously so um, you know, we're, we're going to have a little bit of a waiting game, it would seem, but, uh, you know, hopefully not because, uh, what, only four justices have to agree to actually hear a case. So ideally, despite efforts by the gun deadline, so throw what are you going to do? <laughs> right, right. Hold on. Sorry. All my things start talking as soon as I click on them. So, um. I hear you, but it, I mean, things have been going at a different rate or whatever. And I'm wondering if that's because there is there some like accommodation on those artists. Like, is there some awareness of if stuff's important or not? So the, the Supreme Court hits things that are like trendy or important or on topic, or do they hit them in order or in order that they think is constitutional? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I think part of it is they, because, uh, Going back to what 2014 when they did the gay marriage decision, and one of the justices said, "Yeah, we should have done this like 30 years ago, but we didn't think that the public was ready for it," which bugged me. I I don't care what anybody chooses to do in their private life, whatever. Uh, the part that bugged me about it is they're like, "Yeah, we should have done this 30 years ago, but we didn't think that the public was ready for it." Well, that, that's not for them to decide. Um, if it's constitutional, it's constitutional. If it's unconstitutional, it's unconstitutional. That's what they're there for. They're not there for, uh, you know, deciding if the public's ready for it. Um, you know, so that that part, like I said, bugs me. Um, even you know the idea that 
this last bump stock case because you know, everybody thought that it was going to just destroy Chevron deference. And then they just punted it. They're like, eh, no, and kicked it on down the line. Then there's the idea that, oh, they're playing, you know, that proverbial 40 chess because there's another case coming up that would really hammer uh, Chevron deference as well. And then by taking that case instead of the bump stock case, when they, What's you know, Chevron just deference? Chevron deference is a case from what? the eighties, I think where Chevron, uh, and was it the EPA? Uh, there was some government alphabet agency. Oh, it's that, the EPA one. Okay. That was, um, so the EPA was overstepping their grounds and that should apply to ATF potentially. It's that one. Well, well, no, that's the West Virginia versus EPA case, the Chevron deference. Oh, okay. Um, Chevron was, getting slapped with a bunch of uh, regulatory crap and um, the agency that was doing it said, oh, well, we're able to do this because of such and such. Um, and since then, regulatory agencies have used Chevron deference as their reason, just like the ATF has recently, to just go and make up arbitrary regulations as they see fit. And on one hand... Uh, the government says it's fine, but it really becomes an issue if those regulatory regulations um, impose any sort of criminal actions as well. And that's one of the problems with things like bump stocks and the pistol braces and everything that the ATF is doing, because they're not, not only are they saying, oh, well, you can't have these, but if you do, you're going to go to jail for a really long time or anything like that. So, um, now, like the West Virginia versus EPA case, that did a little damage to Chevron deference, but it didn't do as much as everybody hoped. It, it's not like it just wiped it clean off the map. Um, it was a step in the right direction, but at the end of the day, like I said, it didn't do enough to smack Chevron deference down. Because then when that bump stock case got to the Supreme Court this last session, they would have just said, oh, hey, um, we're going to send this back down to the circuit court, uh, GBR it, and say, you guys need to take into consideration the West Virginia, West Virginia University EPA case, which then the circuit court should have just had to go, oh, yeah, that that pesky thing, Chevron difference, yeah, ATF, you can't do this. But that's not the case, because that case didn't do enough to uh, do that. And with the bump stock case, the Supreme Court really could have slap down the ATF and the other government agencies, but it would have been looked at as a two-way case. It would not have been looked at a case that was about, you know, government overreach. Now, this case that is supposed to be coming up, I think, next session or so, uh, it's called Hospital, and that case doesn't involve guns or anything. It's not anything really controversial, um, and that one is expected to really hammer Chevron deference. So if everybody's following all this, the end game here was that the uh, Supreme Court was strategic in how they were picking their cases. So um, they could have said, yeah, what's going on with the bump stock case is unconstitutional, but we got this other one coming up and we'd rather hear that one for the same reason so they kick one to you know get to another 
I hear you. I don't know enough about the, I don't know if it's called nuance or like the, the checks and balances or whatever it is to know if that's a piece that the courts have and that's their, you know, that's one of their pieces that they get to move. Or if like you're saying that it's something that they should be more, I don't know if it's black and white is the word because like I say, I'm not sure how it all, because that's the Supreme Court. I think of all the things we hear the less about it, the least about it. And I mean, I at least don't pay any attention to it unless it comes up and then I pay attention to it. And then I try to remember my high school stuff and then forget about it as soon as possible. Cause it's not, it's just, yeah. it's more like a final punctuation than anything else. Cause they're, they kind of have a weird position in the three places in government that all they get to do is sort of smack the paddle the other way. Like, you know, they don't really, and you don't get too much to, to say about it. Like they smack it one way or the other. And then everybody's, keeps going from there like changes the game and then it just keeps going so really all you can do is kind of set up the shot see what they do and then you know what i mean so i think of it more of like a reactionary like observation thing then i'm sure there's more nuance to it and i think lawyers you know know and that's i think what you're talking about like lawyers know when to push stuff at them and then what rate and like how often and when in the big picture and that's where the heller came from really the scholar saying we should shove something at the Supreme Court to just to decide this. And I don't know if those people who created Heller in the first place, you know, who literally instigated the Heller decision, you know, created all the concept and then started seeking out litigants or whatever it's called and then followed through and then, you know, did it. I don't know if they had an end game or if they were just like, it'd be interesting to kick a soccer ball and see what happens then, you know, or if they were like, if we kick the soccer ball at that guy's face, it's going to hit off of that guy and then it'll potentially go where we want it. You know, I don't know if, if it was a big thing or if it was just a, let's make some waves. Well, part of it with the Supreme court, I mean, cause they have hundreds of cases that get thrown at them each year. Uh, and I shouldn't say thrown at them because uh of sorciori literally means that they're writing to the supreme court to be invited to have the supreme court consider their case so yeah, when look at us look at us look at us and the supreme court's role is to decide discriminate decide which to pick yeah so the supreme court you know looks at their writ of sorciori and goes okay yeah um you know we, we will take a look at this and so then they present their case and all that, and the Supreme Court then votes on it. Um, and like I said, I think it takes four Supreme Court justices to say, yes, we want to hear this. And as long as four say, yeah, we want to hear it, then you get to go into the next session and have your oral arguments and all that, and then they'll make their decision. Um, which, so lo looking forward here, with the NYSERPA decision, we had a six to three decision on that. So ideally, e even if, um, I think it was what, uh, oh, I, I can't remember which justice it was, but he, he's, he's flip floppy. So even if he flip flops, ideally we should still have five justices at the end of the day that are pro two way. um, so getting some of these cases accepted shouldn't be as hard as it has been in the past, but I still think we run into the issue where, um, like with the bump stock one recently, if there's something where they can go, you know what, we're going to punt this one uh, because 
like one of the reasons is there's a bump stock case in North Texas right now. So by time that case gets up to the Supreme Court again, which it's not being predicated on uh, government overreach and whatnot, that one's actually uh, about the takings clause with the Fifth Amendment. Uh, but by the time all that comes around, they will have already heard and made a decision on this hospital case, which, like I said, should slap down um, government overreach and uh, regulations with these alphabet agencies. So uh, that was the other idea was since there's another bump stock case that it will inevitably make it up there. They're like, you know what? We can bump this one, uh, take the hospital case, can uh, achieve the same thing with that case and wait for that other bump stock case to get up here. And then we can make things right with that. But I mean, again, that's a whole lot of speculation and uh, you know, the Supreme court historically is very tight lipped. Like, uh, I think it was two sessions ago now when NYSERPA happened and then the very next day they dropped their abortion decision. Uh, but we already knew what was coming with the abortion decision because there was a leak and that was a big deal because leak that did the, not happen. There was a leak for the gun one too, wasn't there? No. Am I crazy? Okay. No, no, there, was, there wasn't a leak. Uh, it was just a lot of speculation because okay, people were working. Stopped. Yeah, uh, because each justice uh, writes a decision um, each session. So the two justices left to write a program decision were Amy Comey Barrett and Clarence Thomas. And with the, what people were hoping would happen with the NYSERPA decision um Clarence Thomas being the senior judge, it you know people were banking on Clarence Thomas writing that decision, and we were banking that it was going to be uh, really good the way it ended up being. Um, so yeah, that that wasn't a leak. That was just a lot of speculation within the community, knowing and that it was on everybody's like uh, what's the word? Like it was everybody was talking about it for months. And yeah, months because of it was. I mean, I, think, I can't remember. I think we kind of knew the general ballpark because of when they released their things or something. So we kind of knew what weeks it would be or something. And then we knew it was yep. probably coming. But anyway, so I guess I started off. I appreciate all that because that uh, clears it up for people that might be listening to this and hear some of these terms and that kind of stuff. And then why we're we even talking about this stuff to kind of put it in perspective or relationship with the other uh, branches of government or whatever. Like I said, we get so much more info or you know focus i guess on our time spent on the other ones but we started about this because of that conversation on riding shotgun with charlie and meet the pressers who like i said collaborate they both i forget i don't know how you do it have you done this where you connect two channels together somehow you take some I tried of, it with brooke once oh really because as i said yeah uh when i did those i've got the skin on both chats and then you sew up the edges of each wound so that you eventually grow into the same imagine you share organs at some point like Siamese, Siamese chats yeah 
Um, it didn't go well for Brooke and I. It had a lot of audio feedback for some reason. Oh, well, in, in addition to that, it lets you pull the other person's chat up on everybody's screen or something. Mm -hmm. So that part of it was they were getting the hang of or figuring out. Yeah, so they had uh, added about it. He had answered one of my questions about, you know, whether or not we need another decision from the Supreme Court in order to continue fighting for 2A or securing 2A. Um, they talked about other things, Second Amendment foundations, number of uh, lawsuits and uh, kind of directions and that kind of thing. Other than that, though, it was a bit of a kind of a introduction and a little bit of chat from the people in the side chat. There was G23 and then there was my question. And then there was somebody else I was going to bring up, but we've chatted about other stuff and I, I don't remember. So uh, I'm going to, in the description of the video, you'll have a link to that one. And we're looking at it on the screen here. And what I'll do then is drop, I don't think it'll, will it take all this and put it in one? Let's experiment and see if I copy all of that and paste it into StreamYard. StreamYard will chop things up. So if that was over 200 characters, it's going to get chopped. It did get chopped in a bad way. So let me put Riding Shotgun with Charlie in here separately. And I can't delete that one, so it's just messy. But mainly I'm not doing this for the humans out there. I'm doing this for the uh, robots, the spiders that browse the Internet and look at YouTube and go, oh, look, they're, this, these people are talking about that channel creating some instances of reciprocal links okay so that was the first thing we're talking about the second thing we'll talk about is the four boxes diner do you watch this guy yes really like this guy because uh overall from what i've seen he's really straight shooter with uh what he's doing at very little fear monger if any at all and he just lays it out there for on the legal side, like, Hey, here's what's happening. Here's why, um, you know, he might give his personal take a little bit, but overall it's just real straight shooter. Um, so here's his video. He's got all those books behind him, right? That's, that's it. And then left leaning huffing. So he actually talks about his actual video in the first couple of sentences. And then there's a link to the thing he's talking about, which is weird. And then it says the timestamps for this eight-minute video. So for an eight-minute video, he offered timestamps so that you could reference the different moments, right? Like 30, 30 seconds apart from each other. So you literally have a nice index of everything. It's unheard of for somebody to index an eight-minute video. I can understand like a I even did not even realize that he was indexing them. Yeah, right. And then... He's got some some links, right? Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hardly, unless, I mean, I haven't gone to any of them, but I'm assuming unless it's like a hard sell when you get there, just plain old Instagram or, you know, whatever, social links. And then it says a description of the channel at the end of the description of the video, which is a good place for it, creates a bunch of keywords and lets somebody who's maybe catches this separately to understand what it's all about. And unless I'm watching one that is unique, there's not a link to anything for sale here. This person is doing this, I don't know, because he's selling some books, but there's not even links to his books. So yeah, um, you can is a... I determine if someone's doing this for an agenda or a purpose is by that, by what are, you know, what's the point here? They've got some books. He's got some books behind him, big whoop. Not one link, not one hard sell at all. And all, all it is is here's what I'm talking about. Here's a link to what I talked about. 
and here's the pieces like again more effort than i've seen almost anyone do for any video let alone an eight minute video and then the the did you listen to this one have you i guess that was the next question did you see this um one today? I, i'm pretty sure i did you said this, the huffington post article no 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 not that one the just the the four boxes diner video yeah but, but the one this video specifically where he's talking about the Huffington Post article. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. The one from yeah. today where he's saying that uh, we're winning. The Second Amendment movement is winning. Even left-leaning publications concede that two a victories. So the yep. point of this whole video is that you know, calm down or like you know, understand the real game and notice the nuance when we're winning. Acknowledge that. Not he's not only he's not saying it's over, right? He's just saying, hey, you know, there's there's some awareness to be had here so i thought that was great anyway yeah, so did you see it you want to throw out anything on that one uh well i was gonna say he is a supreme court bar lawyer so like anything dealing with the supreme court and stuff like that he's gonna be a great source uh not saying that these other lawyers out there aren't gonna be good sources but you know when it comes to what kind what to kind of expect and whatnot uh lawyer that's actually uh, on the bar for the Supreme Court that uh, I think is going to be the best uh, source of information. Like you said, he, he's not pushing any products. Um, he, like I said, he's not fear-mongering, and you confirmed that just now. He's like, hey, we're winning. And the left knows we're winning. And like with this article he's talking about, um, and it, they mention that, oh, 25% or yeah, twenty-five percent. Excuse me. Fifty percent of the states have constitutional carry. So twenty-five states have constitutional carry, or I like how he phrased it, uh, permitless carry, because a lot of states are saying it's constitutional carry, but then they're like, no, it's just for our citizens uh, in state to uh, carry without a permit. But if you come here from another state, you still have to have a permit. I'm like, that's that's not constitutional carry then. Um, but so. He's talking about that, and that article had mentioned that it, it's just rural areas that are are passing these things, and how they're trying to uh, play it down to their base because they know they're losing. And, and there's an interesting take that he had on that, and it was, you know, what's one way to tell if you have a big city in your state? And he's like, does it have a sports team? And he's like, Texas. They got Dallas, Houston. Uh, both of those have uh, multiple sports teams in them. Big cities. Constitutional carry. So that, that, that's not exactly rural. Um, you know, he, he mentioned Missouri. Uh, so you had St. Louis and whatnot. Uh, I, he just named off city after city. And he's like, so the idea that it's just rural areas that are doing these permitless carry uh, bills and, you know, that makes up half the country now. He's like, no, that's not the case. He's like, there's plenty of large uh, urban areas that are still voting and getting these through. Yeah, those are great points. Um, all right, I want to go too far. I was going to go another way. Is that, uh, I'm going to say 
along that line, you said permitless carry in there. And that made me think of something I haven't asked you before. So since I got you to ask, um, do you watch the reload or listen to the reload podcast uh, when that comes out on like Monday mornings or Sundays or whenever it comes out? Um, it rings a bell. I think I'm subscribed, but uh, it's not one I catch regularly. Okay. So I don't know. I'm not going to give you homework, but there's this one that uh, I hate permitless carry. I always have it just something about it ever since the first person who suggested it at me. I didn't like them and I didn't, and I, you know, I was like, uh, if you like it, I don't like it. You know, it's one of those kind of things. And then every single, not every single time, but it seems like the majority of the time when I hear it, it confirms my bias or whatever. So I was listening to the reload. It might've been like three weeks ago or something. It was a couple of episodes back and whoever they had on kept saying permitless carry and you just said it and it made me whatever, think of that. It triggered my that, that conversation because that guy said yep. permitless carry about fourteen hundred times in like two minutes, and I was like, dude, are you getting paid to make us all say permitless carry or something like that's? I, I, I mean, I as a brain, like I can't say the word that many like any word that many times over in a row. I'm gonna come up with some other way of mentioning it, you know, to refer to it or something. But anyhow, that uh, just hearing that guy say it over and over made me like even hate it even more. So. Um, I can't even remember which episode. If it, if I remembered which episode, I'd say, "Hey, go listen and see if I'm crazy." But uh, yeah, if it ever happened to hear it, or if somebody knows the one I'm talking about, I probably complained about it on the Friday it happened. But uh, anyway, if you hadn't, if you haven't heard it, then I'm just ranting. Yeah, um, no, I'll have to go seek that out. But um, no, because I I do think that there's a big difference now, though. I don't think it's really uh, the conversation wasn't that good. It was just sort of a that element oh, of it. It's just something I was going to ask you about, but the conversation was kind of middle. It wasn't worth your seeking out. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, because I, I just find it misleading that there's states that are saying, "Oh yeah, we have constitutional carry." Uh, then they turn around and they say, "But if you're from another state, you're still going to have to have a permit in your state to be able to carry here." I'm like, no, well, that. Not- who said that? That's that was Montana and in, in like Wyoming or something. Or no, uh, Missouri. I thought it was Wyoming. I mean, it was Wyoming and one other state, but then they changed it a couple of years later. So it, it was like that. And that was, I forget exactly. Well, I can go find that one on, on somebody else's chat that doesn't have ultimate resources available. But thanks to our Patreons, we have resources like this available. So we're going to go over to Minuteman and we're going to go down to constitutional carry, which I prefer to carry, call it. And let's take a quick look at how it went down. Vermont just did their own thing until they decided to suck recently. But otherwise, they were just standalone unique. So then in 2003, Alaska said, we're constitutional carry, done, right? Arizona in 2010 was number three, the next state and the state that actually started it all in the the continental United States. So Arizona, Wyoming, residents only. Uh, Kansas, 2015, Mississippi, 2015, Maine, 2015. So you see how it went from 2003 in Alaska to 2010 in Arizona. Wyoming was next in 2011, and that's why they went to residents only, because it was literally the second, I mean, technically the fourth, but literally the second of the current wave to, to, to tip their phone toe in the water, and it's Wyoming, for crying out loud. So they were like, we're cool, but we don't know about them, you know? So that's what they did. 
Now they've changed that since, and I don't have it listed here, but oh, actually, and I don't have it listed here. Eventually, if I had more time, I would go through and do something like I did here. I think it's neat just for nerdness to have the bill. And then when it went through and if it had some complications, I think that's respectful for the people who fought for it and did the work. And also just to archive it because the other side will never archive this stuff. But uh, I haven't been able to do that going backwards. I started doing it here for the last couple or five or whatever. But, um, you know, again, I just wanted to put that in perspective that, yeah, you're right. That is a thing. And then technically North Dakota did it also in 2017. But that's the only two states that did anything like that. And I'm yeah. positive that uh, Wyoming flipped it. And I wouldn't be surprised if North Dakota also was like, oh, our bad. Everybody can carry. Yes, yeah, I didn't hear that Wyoming had flipped it. So that's good to know. Um you know, I, I definitely understand why, or at least I speculate why, you know, like the term permitless carry, because at the end of the day, I really don't like it either. Because at the end of the day, if, if it's permitless carry, then at any time they could just reenact permits. I, I don't like that. Um, but at the same time, if a state is doing something like Wyoming or North Dakota did, until they have true constitutional carry, I think it would behoove people to realize that it is permitless carry for their residents. And if you're going to be going there, uh, you know, you're still going to have to have a carry permit in your home state. And then uh, was, wasn't Wyoming, not only uh, you'd have to have uh, North Dakota, you had to carry it concealed. You couldn't open carry. So what you mean? Well, no, I was going to say, not only did you have to have a uh, concealed carry in your home state, but Wyoming was still requiring reciprocity w with your state. So if you if they didn't uh, give reciprocity to your state, you were SOL anyways. I mean, that's I guess it's possible. I don't know the details. That would effectively say like California and New Jersey and those states that are a-holes that wouldn't offer a permit to many people. It would effectively said like only the people from California, like politicians who get deemed appropriate to get yeah. one, everybody else know. So it's possible, but I just don't, I don't remember. And it was a while ago. And that happened, Arizona happened because of the AZCDL in 2010. And that was a good five years before I was really... I mean, I was aware of it, but I wasn't paying attention. I mean, I was stoked when it happened and stuff. But uh, so anyway, whenever it happened, I was like, oh, that happened. Okay, great. Took it for granted like a lot of people. Oh, okay, great. Mm -hmm. There's people working on our behalf. That's the way it should be, America. And then uh, it happened in Wyoming. I was just like, okay, cool. You know, but it, how did we know that it was about to be 25 states in the next 12 years? Yeah. We had no idea that, that that was about to happen. If it was, we would all probably looked at Wyoming and be like, come on, man. What are you doing? What you doing? You know, when you read that off, I was like, you know what, since 2010, we've pretty much averaged two states per year. Yeah, and except it goes in weird fits and starts where like, it's mm -hmm. like, nah, nah. well, because you know why? Heinous uh, attention given to atrocities. More attention, yes. media time and coverage given to a few atrocities of individuals that are horrible, but given more attention than wars, presidential elections, and the Super Bowl, the biggest things that we would normally consider to be uh, media-focused, way more attention by far is focused on that stuff. So that's why there's blackouts where states would find it difficult to pass or it wouldn't be appropriate. And it's one of the uh, the, dis the despicable 
I think that's the right word, things that the other side does, the side that doesn't like individual freedoms is they will use and exploit an, an atrocity to lay a guilt trip, a moral guilt trip, even though they will cheer that they don't have morals. You know, they'll champion the fact that morals are for losers or whatever, they don't like morals. But, you know, they'll use the, uh, the fact that their opponents have morals to say, oh, you shouldn't, you wouldn't, this isn't appropriate at this time because of something that, you know, we didn't encourage or we've encouraged subtly and, you know, low key exploit every time it happens. Or maybe not so low key, I don't know if I'm using that word right. Sorry, I'm going to rant to my show. So uh, no, go for I was um, chatting about four boxes. And like I say, I'm trying to do this a little bit differently. I don't think I'm going to spend this much time on every video. But since you're in here chatting, let's do it. Okay, yeah. every second matter. So we've been doing that since 2013. We meaning a bunch of people who were uh, sitting around in 2013 and saw the grassroots act. Uh, grassroots. It wasn't like there was like somebody that said, hey, everybody do this. It was just a bunch of individual stuff happened and that resistance was enough for the political strategists to say, oh, let's let's back off this whole gun control thing. This ain't working. They re they tried to message it and re repackage it a little bit. Uh, effectively, what started out as the worst thing ever, which is really the worst thing ever. It was a horrible thing that happened, but because of the instrument used, not because of anything else, they attacked gun owners and ownership and Obama literally during SHOT Show came out and said, we're, we're doing this and that and the other thing. Since the Congress won't let us, we're gonna. And that's where this whole executive actions uh, being used as a weapon against rights of others or rights of individuals um, started. And at least that in my lifetime, that was the first time that weapon or that element was brought to bear. And everyone was like, oh, shit, this has never happened before. What to expect? And guess what? There's a bunch of people who I have little respect for because even back then they were saying, well, I should say, and back then they were still, you know, they weren't new to this, but they were saying, that's the end of civilization. Follow Rome. This is the end of democracy. This is why everything has an end or whatever. And while they were complaining about the sky is falling and this is the worst and this opponent is nothing and he's horrible, he's, he's, you know, we're way better than him, but he's also going to win. Like, you know, that, that weird thing that all happened. And yet barely anything happened. They were able to sneak in some punches some some jabs with a night, an ice pick with five, five o'clock PM the day before a big holiday, little changes and subtle, digs but they were too, really difficult to even remember they were annoying but they were especially annoying compared to what kind of stuff is happening today with the removal of rights from 18 to 21 year olds with almost no one batting an eye or being offended by that um so yeah. they were minor trifles but they you know were nothing compared to what he boasted or what he wanted and what everyone assumed well a lot of people assumed were gonna was gonna happen so at the end of 2013, after seeing what just happened and understanding in conversations, uh, long, long, con long format conversations that would happen in the evenings, often after the regular chats, just free form conversations that would happen with, I think 12 or 10, 12 people at a time, plus all the people in the comments, right? Um, you know, if you're listening to this right now, live comment. If you're listening to this in the future, comment. You're both talking to us because we can read the comments in the future. Um, 
So these long format conversations turned into what can we do? Why do we have to just sit here and watch this? This is one of the reasons I'm so interested in what can be accomplished when a bunch of people put their mind to something because in 2013, quite a few things happened. And those things had consequences through 2014 and into 2015. And then we saw another wave of individuals get frustrated by that apathy, I call it apathy of, of the community or of the industry where we get abused and we get defensive and we successfully defend ourselves usually. And then we become very apathetic. We go, okay, it's over. And then we go back to business as usual, which gives the other side an opportunity to regroup and straight, you know, come up with new, new attacks, new strategies, which isn't necessary. You know, we have the ability to, to, to defend, to not just defend, but also um, educate, create awareness so that the other side who depends on ignorance, they depend on people who don't care about guns, not caring about guns, and they depend on being able to dupe and, and uh, emotionally, what's the word, like um, manipulate them, those masses of people effectively. And we can take that away from them through education. We don't have to do anything drastic. We don't have to change our lifestyles. We just have to share our ownership of firearms. And in a world where at the same, literally at the exact same time, people went from individuals farting around on the internet because it was a fun thing to do to multimillionaires, period. And those multimillionaires attracted even more people who wanted the fame and fortune. So we have a time when storytellers and communication and community growth, look at how many communities exist in the gun community. Almost all of them existed since, except for USCCA, NRA, Gun Owners of America and Second Amendment Foundation, just about all the rest of them existed since 2015, since the apathy of 2014, and people saw they could capitalize on that. Anyway, so now we uh, um, are a couple of years, many years later, and some people participate, some people do something on the second to create awareness of what the Second Amendment protects. Other people post pictures of stuff. Some people still carry around open holsters, I'm sure. Some people wear a t-shirt, some people go out and actively create a conversation, and some people, you know, don't forget about what happens on the second, or I don't know, I haven't actually asked anybody who quit doing anything on the second, you know, if they got sick of it, if it was too much work, or if they just decided, no, it's not a good enough payoff, it's not, it's not worth it. Uh, so that's what we're talking about. This Every Second Matters is an awareness campaign. There's uh, It's kind of open-ended. There's no membership. It's just do what you want. And people get creative with it. So here we've got, uh, the first one I guess is Gizzard doing a uh, thing. I don't know if I can play it or not because of YouTube copyright stuff, but I think there's some music playing in the background. And then he's got a uh, uh, some text happens. Does text happen? I thought something flashed. Yeah. Yeah, every second matters thing. Does he do it as a short? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. This is a short. So it's only a couple of moments long and it's got some song or something playing over it. I was just going to say, oh, that shouldn't be a problem. But then I was just like, oh, yeah, this isn't a short, though. So that might still ding you. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care one or the other, but it's just easy to leave it muted. So yep. that's Gizzard. Gizzard's this thing and it's linked. So you can. Uh, you can grab it. I'll put the link here. You can go listen to it. It's not like the music, uh, just, just some chunk of a song or something. It's just YouTube's weird about it. Uh, but there was another one from 
uh, I don't know where it went. There was another one from Artac and Daughters, so I'm going to go grab that one. Oh, wait, I clicked the wrong button. I'm going to click my history. And there we go. Our tax is in here. And I go back to, yeah. Um, while I'm waiting for our tax, my computer's running slow. So if I'm hanging and stuff, it's because I got bad internet, I guess. Um, while I'm waiting for everything to load, load here, we have a poll going for the people that are joining us live on the big channel. We simulcast on both channels. So if you're on the other channel, the Daily Gun Show channel, there's a poll over on the Gun Websites channel. And if you're in the future, well, you got to be here live for the poll. So, um, oh, Gizzard is saying it's the first line from the song, Can I Tell You by Kansas. I had no idea. Okay. I knew it was uh, music, but... And I knew it was from the 70s. I think of Kansas as 70s music. It might be from the 80s. I don't know. But uh, I didn't I didn't even hear the lyrics, I guess. All right. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Um, so in other words, it relates to the picture. It's not just random music. Plus, it's Kansas. And Gizzards is in Kansas. Yeah. Gizzards has uh, been spot on with his uh, shorts recently. Yeah. Uh, whatever he's doing the short with uh, somehow the music that he picks always kind of coincides with what he's doing in the short. It's been really good. Oh, here's the line, I guess. At first I thought he was asking me something. So it says, can I tell you something? Got to tell you one thing. If you expect the freedom that you say is yours, prove that you deserve it. Help us to preserve it or bring being free will just be words and nothing more. And that was written. Well, does anybody know why Kansas wrote that one? If it was just a expression of freedom, or if there was like a reaction or like a you know call to action or something. Sometimes you know songs have a origin story. I don't know. I don't know Kansas enough. It wasn't um, like a Vietnam thing, was it? I, I'm just asking. I have I no idea. I don't think so. I don't get the. I don't. But I don't know enough about Kansas. But I, for some reason, I think it's older than that. Like it's more. Well, I guess it could be reminiscent of that or something. Anyhow, the question from the poll is: Should we move the show to daytime? The options are: No way. Sure. In the mornings. Yeah. In midday or okay, but in the evening. You got a. What would you answer if you were answering that poll? Uh, move the daily gun show. Should we move it one way or the other? And if so, morning, midday, or evening? I consider this late night instead of overnight because overnight would technically be midnight Pacific, I think. So that it would be like 2 or 3 a.m. to start the show. Although that would be. Yeah. Um, heck, I don't know. Uh, on one hand, I think you might get better viewership if it was midday oh. or a little bit later but i know you're not chasing viewers um yes, so let uh, me give you the description of what i told everybody so for anybody who's coming in and hadn't heard what i was i was what's the word i was thinking about rambling just blabbing because nobody was in here thinking about if i moved it to morning i have no interest in news i have no interest in getting everybody excited or amped up or worried about anything right 
So if I was going to do a morning show, I would like to do something that's useful for gun shops, for the gun shop employee or range master or somebody who's just going to the gun shop or going to the range. Maybe somebody's going to be working at a gun show that day so that it's sort of like a morning report from the farm report. I don't know if you ever heard one of those, like where they tell you what the price yeah. of corn is going to be or whatever they do. Yep. So, uh, um, but more like, you know, here's what's going on. Uh, not so much news as much as like, um, here's what's important. Like here's maybe some sports that's coming up, some shooting sports, uh, something like that. Here's uh, um, announcement from industry, maybe some newsletters, you know, because I get a lot of newsletters from just being around for a long time and just being a official media from different sources puts you on lists and then people send you stuff. And then, you don't know, after time you go, okay, this is boring. I'm going to unsubscribe. And then other things like that reload podcast are like super useful. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to watch, watch that might not read it and front to end every week, but at least I know, if, you know, that I've got that in there and I can use it, go back and look at it and that kind of thing. Um, so anyway, kind of like a useful morning show so that it's, it's not necessarily the bicker, bicker, chit chat shit, but more of like the, here's a couple of things that might be interesting or important for today because, you know, something is important in the industry or uh, an event, you know, that kind of thing from like the shooter's almanac, some, you know, just some interesting stuff that might be useful if you're having a conversation with somebody and then kind of a heads up, here's what's coming next month, next week, next quarter, uh, things to plan for. And then uh, see ya, have a great day. So make it less of an interactive show and more of just sort of like a brief report for the industry because I've wanted to do that for a while. And if I was gonna do it in the mornings, that's what I do. So it would be very little interactivity, maybe like 20 minutes and then say hey to whoever's out there or something, but not so much a live show because I'm not interested in doing like a start the day off by bickering. I do that with Clover and it turns into like three hours sometimes. Well, okay, once, but it turns into like an hour or something. And I'm just in the mode to sit around and bullshit. And that's not my life. I have to get up and do stuff. So, you know, yep. do starting the day off with sitting around bullshit and ending the day sitting around bullshit. It's no big deal. But starting the day, I don't like that. Or at least for me, I think that's not a good mix. So mornings, that's how I would do it. Midday, I couldn't think of what the hell you would you do midday. The only thing I could think of doing midday, because I would definitely not want to sit around like the fucking view and just bick, bicker, right? Um, or contemplate or just be lame because i've done that a billion times i mean it's not like i don't want to do these things i've done them already i'm just sick of doing them. so uh midday i think i would probably say that's like when everybody's at work so i would try to do like an interview every day literally an interview or something like maybe a 20 minute half an hour interview play around with some kind of interview style and and just make it a way to get information out there maybe a little bit more interactive because there's going to be some people around during the day that aren't around at night, but midday is about like doing it at noon, I think. I'm, I'm gonna get some people, but not everybody. So I think if I wanted views or if I was gonna do it in the evening, I would do it's more like a round table and either have invite a couple of people in on the regular or kind of like what the bullet does, bring in certain people on certain days, but unlike the bullet, bring in like, if I'm gonna have regulars, then there's the wild cards or the guests, right? So like there's a yep. reason. So you got a couple of people who are on the panel or the kind of are regulars, but then you're bringing people in either to grill them or to congratulate them or to promote them or fluff them up or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like have something going on and let that be more of the bicker type of show. But man, I just don't want to do that. And I'd, I'd have to clobber all over everybody. So it'd have to be better than everybody. And it just seems like a lot of work. So it's not something I'm interested in. 
So I'm really just using that one as insight. That, and I think at the end of the day, you end up having to talk about uh, current events. I wouldn't, but it would keep going into that. Yeah, like I'd have to constantly be either diverting it from that or just say fucking let it be that. But yeah, and that's why I wouldn't want to do it because that's what everybody wants to do when they get off of work is just sit around a bitch and moan and complain or laugh or whatever they want to do. But yeah, I wouldn't be... I guess I could do an evening show and make it like a tactical quiz every night where it's just like an alternative to the current events by just being interesting because that's the way you would have in an evening show is the most audience. So I guess I could do like a tactical quiz type of just lighthearted thing every day. But I don't know. So that's that's where I'm at. I mean, like I say, if uh, I don't see it coming out as evening winning anything because right now midday is winning for some reason. But uh, there are more people interested in listening during the evening. So when I put this poll out to the world or to Patreons or to channel members, people that subscribe to what we're doing that are really paying the bills anyway, um, you know, and I listen to them, they may pick evening, in which case I will think about it for sure. And like kind of, well, we'll see what happens if I cross that bridge if I come to it. But um, I suspect because it's the middle of the night, we're seeing people who are, you know, going to vote middle of the night. <laughs> Yep. All right. So uh, right now the vote is 33. Well, I won't ask the vote. I'm going to say now that I've clarified that, what would you vote for if you had to vote? Um, I, I mean, if you absolutely have to change it, I would probably say the morning one. I think that would uh, just ideally with what you want to do uh, would be best for your wheelhouse out of the other ideas that you gave. Is that the one you'd be more interested in or no? Oh, I'd be interested in all of them. At night, leaving it at night. Because leaving it at night is the first option. And that's right now went in with midday. Uh, no, I'd be interested in all of them. Um, as far... <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Uh, living, living at night, I think might be best because heck you could leave it at night. And then even if you want to do that morning thing, um, you, you could even still do that. Uh, and then if you really wanted, you could just call it something else at that point. You wouldn't even have to call it daily gun show or you could just run. <laughs> that would be in some world where there's ultimate funding and I got nothing else to do. No, it's <laughs> one or the other. I don't get to do a bunch of them or you know, all of the above or two and three aren't enough. But I, th- I was the saying, I think when I was just blabbing, I was saying the same thing, though, is that you could do something kind of, I think I've even talked or, about doing a short show kind of recorded almost or just a short show and then let the commentary happen in the evening. But what if you kept Daily Gun Show at night like you do, but like that uh, morning part that you were just talking about, Larry, it's like 20 minutes Maybe you do that at the end of each episode, and then um, in the morning, you go back in, clip that off, and drop it as its uh, own video each morning. Well, that's that would work. Just an idea. It's just effort. Right? I mean, it's just time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If I had interns, that'd be awesome. Make the interns do it. Like, this better be done by 6 a.m. Some kind of thing. What's Bacon Bits doing? I feel like uh, his internship should be in full swing by now. 
This dog sleeps all the time. Look at him. He does. He's a pretty awesome little dude. At least I got him now laying off of the keyboard. There you go. A little extra editorial from him. All right. So, um, all right. Well, again, I'll probably, well, I will be throwing that poll out to other places to see what other people say. All right. So we got the RTAX post. I don't think we did. Where did I put it? Oh, it's over here. No, here it is. So RTAC also posted a short, oh no, it's a regular video, but an up and down for whatever reason. So it's a four minute long video in short style or whatever. So uh, his is an EDC review though. He's like going through his carry and looking at the watch and the knife, the actual EDC stuff. And uh, over on his channel, and of course tagging it with Every Second Matters. Now other people did do stuff over on the Instagrams, but uh, uh, I didn't see anything else on YouTube. So if I miss stuff, let me know. It's not like this is all inclusive or nothing, but that's the only thing I found that was on on YouTube uh, for every second matter so far today. Well, it's the end of the day, so probably not today. Uh, next up would be, there's DJ. Next up would be uh, a video from Cape Gunworks. They posted a couple of them today, actually, but this one's pretty neat. So they have... Um, okay, I'll, just, I'll just let it play. So a lot of you have been blowing us up over that member party we had where we gave away a VIP membership. A lot of you didn't even know we had 24-7 access to the range for our VIP members. And it's an add-on you can add on to any membership level. So if you didn't know you could do it, now you do. You I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. You get a little key fob for your after-hours access. You scan right in and you come in and you go ahead and... Uh, head on out onto the range. So that's that's the, the beauty of VIP membership is you have a busy schedule, you have you know work or family and life gets in the way and you can't come between the hours of 10 and 6 or 10 and 8. You get to come after hours, before work, after work. And one other benefit is the VIP membership lets you rent whatever gun on the wall that we have free of charge so check out all the benefits to the 24 7 vip membership add-on at capegunworks.com and we'll see you on the range happy new year everyone thanks for tuning in i'm toby Lear. take care i feel like you can just walk in there and walk right in there and just grab whatever gun you want off the wall that'd be awesome i'm guessing that's probably locked but uh yeah that's pretty neat i like it when you can go to a indoor range whenever you want i've seen a couple of them like that over the years and yeah uh, very cool yeah, I didn't know that they could do that, which is pretty sweet. Although, um, then I'm kind of like, oh, that might kind of stink. Because uh, I'm guessing you can't just walk in and grab one of the rental guns uh, while nobody's there. Uh, right, that right, just exactly. seems like it's got terrible ideas written all over it. So, I mean, losing that aspect of it would kind of stink. But then again, you know, uh, the fact that you still have that convenience, um, you know, that's a huge win. Uh and this frame, you can tell that there's big doors that come down, big steel doors, and then everything yeah. gets locked up. So, but it looks like I doubt they pull all the targets and stuff. So I'm guessing it's some sort of on your honor thing, or you know, sign out, or maybe VIPs get targets and they just leave out the stuff if it's out. VIPs get it type of thing. That's a good possibility. I don't know. I'll ask sometime when these they go live on Tuesdays with uh, 
45-minute segment with Grace Curley, a radio show in Massachusetts. And uh, each Tuesday, they do the 2A Tuesday segment. And then on Wednesday, they record their podcast live and on the YouTube streaming so you can uh, interact with the show so we can ask them on Wednesday about that. All right, so Gizzard had explained from when we were talking about Kansas earlier, the song was the demo that Kansas recorded for some guy, which led to their first record uh, record contract and then album. Okay, so it's their demo song. Have you heard that? Well, I don't know if you haven't heard it because I just, from the lyrics, do you know the song, Barbecue? Sorry, I was having trouble finding my mute button. Uh, no, I do not. Um, like, I, I like Kansas. I have their greatest hits. Uh, but uh, to say that uh, I know much more than you know, Dust in the Wind or anything like that, uh, like if I heard the song, I'd be like, oh, I know this. And it'd take me a second, and I'd probably be like, oh, Kansas. But um, you know, to say that I know any of their songs, like I said, like Dust in the Wind, uh, not going to happen. So DJ's jumping in and he asked what we're talking about. So, uh, well, let me interrupt because they're just saying the song was from 1974, Kansas's first album. You would have to be close to my age to know it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'm guessing everyone in Kansas has to know every Kansas album. So you would think. Um, all right, so anyway, DJ was asking what we're talking about. So this is uh, this is season eight of the Daily Gun Show, and this is first show of 2023. And uh, I decided to go live and do a couple of things differently. One, just bring everybody in from, uh, I don't know if you came in from the YouTube member side or the Patreon side, but I threw links out to both sides. And uh, just was going to discuss possible formats possible things to do with season eight of the show. I don't like doing the same thing all the time. The show has changed many times over the years. So, uh, you know, end of the year, beginning of the year, whatever you want to call it, good time to uh, contemplate. And I guess there's a poll out there. There are people participating in the comments. So if anybody wants to comment on their position or their opinion on the poll, but should we move the show to daytime so the answers are no way sure in the mornings yeah midday or okay but in the evening and then i clarified that the morning show would be sort of a morning report quick 20 minute or something no real interactivity as much as just uh something that would be useful for gun shop employees and maybe people that work at a gun range or something like that so that they would just know what's up and have some stuff to talk about. Like, oh, today's Grant's birthday, or hey, do you know today's the birthday of the you know, something, whatever. So, uh, and then a midday show, we are kind of talking about what could possibly happen on a midday show, uh, which would probably be sort of an interview show, because that's business hours. I could probably get people to, to talk for an hour and just have conversations. Again, medium amount of audience input because you wouldn't expect too many people to be able to be watching or viewing in the middle of the day on a weekday. And then an evening show would probably be end up being more of a, um, maybe a panel thing where I had a couple of people on like we're doing right now, but then have guests on to justify their actions or get 
congratulated for their actions. You know what I mean? Like just bring people on and either bug them or you know, do something like that because it would have to probably be entertaining and compete with all the other stuff that's happening during the evenings when people are looking to be entertained after work, right? Um, so I doubt it would be the time to put something educational and informational out there. And you probably want to have it be, you know, kind of what's out there, kind of some version of what's out there. Anyway, so with that being said, would you have a preference? Well, how would you answer? I'm so used to you in the evening slot that uh, considering a morning one is really foreign to me. I think there's a sweet spot in that that afternoon or the or that early evening thing. It is an odd gap to fill, uh, but barbecues Wednesday um, afternoon chat swells with a, a, a daytime crowd that I that was kind of unexpected for me. Um, you know, so there's a good turn there, and I think the kind of uh, interview program that you've talked about doing that long form. Although that fits evening, I think maybe medium form um, afternoons would be good. And were you thinking about five days or a combination for well, any of those time slots? Weekdays, weekdays on the weekends. Okay. I'm already, you know, doing other stuff. So weekends have their own shows. But yeah, the weekday, the daily gun show sections of this week. Yeah, it'd be a great way to start the day. Uh, I, I think the sweet spot's the afternoon and then maybe that, that like the digest show that you do on Friday evenings. I'm also thinking about things in terms of DGS. Um, and I don't know, you know, late to the conversation, apologize for being tardy to the party um, kind of thing. But I really like the, the Friday wrap up. That's that's a great way. I don't think that you need to kick off the week so much on a Monday um, as be hitting something on the way by midweek. And then I think Friday's the big swing. So afternoons and, and Friday evening is where I think. But that's a pretty humble opinion, man. I'm just asking opinions. So appreciate it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, I've also been changing things up in that while I had been doing it, well, like you just said, with the Friday wrap up or what other people have been doing. Uh, what I'm doing now is chatting about what I watched today or what was on the recent history or whatever uh, as of Monday today. Uh, so we've got a couple of shows that we've already been talking about and we just talked about uh, the Cape Gunworks having the 24 hour access or a video, a quick video that explained 24 hours access. Here's the deal. What's mansplain real quick since we're gonna anyway. Uh, it's a one minute and seven second video. What the hell? Make it one minute, and now it's a short, and then film it like a dumb kid, and now it's a short. So should have made this a short, but whatever. Uh, now we got Gun Freedom Radio. Anybody listen to this one this week? It was a two-hour radio show out of California. They're a, uh, an organization called California Gun or San Diego Gun Owners, and then... Uh, this radio show kind of developed and it's called gun owners radio, but it's essentially a, a fat, uh, what am I trying to say? Like it's an element of the San Diego gun owners. And I don't know if they removed Joe from the show or if Joe left or what happened with Joe, but there used to be a guy named Joe that sat where this puzzle is or whatever that is in that red chair. And now this girl is in there. Uh, but this guy I think is some kind of radio guy because it sounds like he, does a car show and he maybe does them even more shows than that. So he must be a, 
a guy who does radio for kind of his gig and then this is a you know he's the radio awareness or like the radio industry side of it i think and then you've got uh michael schwartz who's the gun owners san diego gun owners guy anyway they do the show that's broadcast on sundays and they go live on youtube and stream while they're broadcasting so they'll you can see mr knives is over there there's crabby uh, if i jumped forward in the show it'll jump forward in the chat replay so i'll be able to hit live replay and we'll see everything and there's g23 out there i'm chatting a bunch of stuff um and that's what i was going to get into is that this show was kind of a crap hole i didn't like it so i was going to see if anybody else listened this week besides crabby and g23 and me and mr knives i'm guessing you guys would i didn't make that session yeah i'm saying you probably would have been chatting out here if you were there but uh, like I said, there was quite a few people listening, and essentially, let's see. Oh, okay. So the guy I was saying, the one guy was saying about permitless carry or constitute. They were calling it permitless carry. Oh, here's what I was going to say. Okay, so here's the show. Right, it was a two-hour radio show, and and here's the comments. So you could go over here and essentially copy all of this and copy and then i could go over to this which is a notepad it's a piece of windows so that i can just write stuff on it and then save it as a file and then paste and there's all the different comments from the video i copied and pasted them so now i could you know format that get rid of the timestamps and stuff and and make that spruce it up and that could be usable as reference or whatever i'm going to need to you know maybe respond to some points or make a, a blog post about what happened in the conversation or something. But has anybody looked at this before? I'm gonna zoom in. So I'm looking at the video. It just happens to be riding shotgun with Charlie about to draw at you. But I'm gonna zoom in on the browser window. See how I'm zooming in? No big deal. I'm just zooming in so that you can see the bottom right corner of the video. So I'm, I'm zooming in a lot. And now, oh, I zoomed in too much because it went away. So I'm gonna zoom out a little bit. Evidently you can only zoom so far. There's these three little dots. Has anybody ever clicked on these three little dots before? Yep. When you click on them, it'll say things like, thanks. And I guess you can give them money. That's nice. Capitalism, you know, offering resources so that they can do more stuff. Clip, which is pretty neat. I do a lot of clips. Uh, save, I don't know, oh, that puts it into a playlist. So you can create playlists of other people's videos. And in fact, you can have a playlist on YouTube of like, these are videos that I think had great conversations, or this is a playlist of people that were wearing blue shirts, or like this is a playlist of people that I wanna do a video in response to, or this is a playlist that I wanna recommend on my show at the end of the week, right? Like that's a way that you can create essentially like a bucket that you can put stuff in. So anyway, you got the save, you got report. That's only if you got getting hassled by the channel or something, I guess. But then show transcript is the last option. And look what happens when you click show transcript, it changes the chat window into a literally, what's that called? A closed captioning or a yeah, closed captioning or transcript of what was said in this two hour conversation. Now it's not like a movie script where it says, you know, one guy said this, and then she said this, and then one guy said that, and then she said this in response. 
but instead it's just literally everything written. You can click on these three buttons and toggle those timestamps out of there. And then again, you can just copy and scroll. So I'm, I'm clicking the mouse button and I'm copying and I'm scrolling with my other finger. And then when I finally, actually I could just yank down. So now I'm not even scrolling. I'm just yanking down, moving my mouse down on the mouse pad. But you get the concept, right? I don't think I can control A. After this, I'll control A and see if I could have just copied it all that way. But now I went all the way down to the bottom. And I'm going to copy. And I'm going to open up a new one. No. Cancel. Let's uh, just open a new one from over here so it's not so weird about it. Oh, I opened up a different thing, but who cares? So now I'm going to paste. And now we have 17,000 words, 89,000 letters. There's almost 90,000 letters on this page. It's 29 pages printed, and it's 17,000 words. That's how many words were said during that conversation. If you wanted to go back and make a blog post about this, like you could easily chop out all the pieces that you wanted to address and then quote them verbatim, literally. So I don't know if people have uh, done that before or if you've ever experimented with that or used that at all. I've seen, I learned how to do that from Baron, but I'm not able to do it on my phone. Like it doesn't allow me, it doesn't have the same display. So those, uh, that menu, is it's it's interesting but it's like worthless to be as mobile but there are in uh, once the you can't do it in a live but you can pull those up in a different way on mobile you just don't have the uh, transcript version of things which is pretty damn cool and you could do you could do keyword searches there too so you know say oh, that's at this point, point you yeah. yeah at this at this point you say bleeble blob and well, they were, talk, they were talking about eggs, or they had a great recipe for pizza. Mm -hmm. and, oh, mm -hmm. You know, a two-hour conversation, yeah. they talked about pizza for 10 minutes. You can jump right to it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was yeah. what I was going to do, is uh, just kind of mention that, that that's a neat thing. And um, here's the thing. They got into it here. Um, all right, I'm going to attempt... I don't want to just play their thing, which I probably could. Oh, that's the Huffington Post thing. Let me pause this. Go back to this one. Okay, and pause it. I mean, I guess I could just play their... Is it going to pause ever? I could just play their video, but I don't want to because I don't really know where it is in here. I guess I could put the timestamps back. Um... Oh, I didn't even find it. I thought I found it. But essentially, they were talking about permitless carry, and the one dude was like, uh, I don't know if you want to call it like, you know, just not quite down. He was sort of uh, questioning the, like, oh, well, not just everybody can have a gun, though. Like, constitutional carry, but not like everybody has a gun. Like, he couldn't get that, you know, what, it, what constitutional carry is and, you know, how many states actually have it. And, and uh, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. And um, I guess I already glitched out of wherever I was at in here, but somewhere in here, I was saying something like, let's see. 
Um, oh, they were talking about open carry and that got in, you know, because these conversations are, I don't know how many conversations there actually are around guns, but around carrying a firearm, there can only be what, 25 conversations or something. And then people just you know, either cycle through them or randomly pick one, but there's just not that many conversations that people can have. And one of them was open carry. So what happened, I guess, was in the conversation, there was either some misunderstanding or it got diverted or something. How Somehow it turned from constitutional carry to open carry. And either it was like someone was thinking of open carry, but they kept saying constitutional carry. Or while everybody else was talking about constitutional carry, somebody else was thinking what you know, the constitutional carry was open carry. But anyway, it turned into, well, if you constitutional carry, then people are going to, you're, you're a target. It's like, wait a minute, you mean open carry? You know, it's like that kind of thing. And because there was some confusion, the comments in the text chat were all over the place too. But one of the things that was, and I don't know if it was said this way, but the way I interpreted it was something to the effect of, if there's constitutional carry, then people won't get a CCW permit anymore, right? Like you've heard that concern, I guess, or people that may have that concern, I guess. Yeah, that's part of the discussion for sure. So I was like, how can anybody in California want CCWs anymore when they're the ones who've been the most affected by, what is that, when doxing or like having their personal information? You know, yeah, the UC public. Davis, yeah, the UC Davis data, yeah, all, all yeah. the folks, yeah. And that made me immediately go, you know what? I just got done doing a 2022 review, and that wasn't even in my review. So that's heinous. Like, that's worse than heinous. That's like super owner. Like, I don't know what, you know, it's like it's offensive. Onerous. Like yeah. Was it the right word? Onerous? Like that is yeah. just a like it's a it's a thing that was done to the constant people that had permits, the people that went beyond and went to all the extra effort and cost to comply with the stupid, obnoxious, unnecessary laws. And then that's the way they were treated. And then as a group, we're just either because we're not able or we're not interested in trying to keep up with the onslaught of the BS, you know what I'm saying? It's like that that was lost and i don't remember it being in anybody's review of the year i mean granted there's a lot of stuff that happened this year but that's a pretty big thing anyway and it's happened before once in new york and it it's one of those things where you like to think it can happen once and everybody realizes it can happen and therefore it should never happen again creating a second time it's been a while and it's on the other side of the country and it's a different gen and it's a different thing because it wasn't the newspaper it was the state right but at the same time it should be like such a final you know thing hitting the ground like nope never ever ever again in any way shape or form we should never have anything like any kind of permit system anything like a registration list for this reason because now it's not a slippery slope maybe if when you know mm -hmm. potentially theoretically nope it happened in california and we're all forgetting it 
So yeah, it was, it, be, it, it was a fear, pardon the interruption, but it was a fear that was realized. That was one of the things that was discussed. And imagine that it comes out, you know, it's from the left coast and I guess where everything seems to be going on. And, you know, the fee shifting thing, you know, it's like Benitez has been, he's been doing work, you know, and that was like, what, this last week, you know, so there, you know, there are examples in all, in all the, in all, like all the district courts right now, it's kind of invigorating that there are actions being taken. I mean, it's, it's also, it creates in me kind of a dynamic, it's a tension. It's like a nervousness. I mean, it's not because I'm waiting for a boot to drop. It's like, I'm waiting for them for cases like this to continue to accumulate and also for the kind of stands that are being made. And oh my gosh, New Jersey. And we were talking with Tony the other day, you know, they're like I, battleground states. I hate the term, but you know, for second amendment stuff, it's lashing it from both sides now. And, you know, I sit in the middle, you know, in the Midwest, and it's my own state that still does not have um, uh, permitless carry. You know, constitutional carry hasn't come to Nebraska. We're surrounded by it, though. So, but I, I started to digress there. I'll pass it back to you. Well, I mean, that's what they're, you kind of went right back to what they were talking about originally is the idea of constitutional carry. And then the one guy was like, I see either conflating it or confusing it or else it just got skipped. It wasn't really obvious. It wasn't like a oh, I'm thinking one or the other. It was more like in the conversation, it slipped. And and I don't think it was one of those things, like sometimes when people are like called on something, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I meant the blue one. You know, and like trying, it wasn't anything like that. It was just somehow the conversation flipped a little bit. And then before you know it, they were talking about open carry. And because of the way that it happened in the conversation, in the real chat, like in the, in the radio show, the, the text chat, you know how it is when people are listening at different lags and some people might not even be current. Just by the way, in case you don't know, uh, let's go to the today's show. If we're down at today's show, the reason I can have today's show open and it's not creating all kinds of feedback is because I'm not actually listening to it. I just have it open. So if I listen to it, it's going to go to play wherever I left it before. And I'm going to turn the volume down so it doesn't get too weird, but it's playing at the 37 minute mark and we're an hour and 37 minutes into the show so if i were to look down here there's a section here and i know it's confusing on the screen right now but there's a section here that is not lit up and it says live and on the second i'm going to zoom in a little bit more in a second i'll click on where it says live and you'll see what i'm talking about it's gonna turn red and it's gonna kind of zoom us to the current point in the show so if you're listening to the shows ever live and something happens like your computer gets bumped or maybe a puppy lays all over your keys like this it's definitely leaning on a key right now and the mouse pad if that happens which it have i asked a lot of people then you can get oops you can get bumped from being live and if that happens oops then you can, again, go back and click the live button. Now, if you don't want to be live, like I don't want to be live right now, and that's just wasting my bandwidth, I'll click pause, I'll st and then I'll zoom back out of that so I can see my screen a little easier, and that'll bring the chat back. The chat will always be current, by the way, so you can be doing other things and just paying attention to the chat, and I've done that for sure when I'm listening to three chats at the same time. I'll be listening to one and monitoring visually the chats on the other one. And if it's 
lazy and the chat's not moving, more than likely they're just blabbing about something everybody's ever heard before or everybody's heard a million times before. But if the chat is zipping by and there's all kinds of back and forth and a lot of that at business where somebody's saying something to somebody and making sure that they're hearing the response and that kind of stuff, that's typically something that's more interesting going on, right? Uh, so no doubt. Getting, getting back to it, um, it got weird in the chat. And uh, like I say, this might be one that's worth listening to or maybe not. It's not like it's a great thing, but it's sort of an interesting I don't know. I hear a lot of chats. I listen to a lot of chats. And if somebody was saying like, oh, but I like the grip angle of so-and-so, but oh, what about the the jagged edges on the stippling? You know, it's not that kind of conversation. It's more of a conversation from advocates misunderstanding and having different opinions of both open carry, the term permitless carry, the application of constitutional carry, and then it all happening live with the conversation on the outside. So it is kind of interesting. So like I say, it's not the most interesting thing I've ever heard, but compared to the most things that are out there, it was uh, you know, something to watch. Speaking of something to watch, Gizzard, who decided to not do a show on Sunday because he just loves his family so much, um, left a slot open. And we were all sitting around moping because we... Uh, expect that show. We feel like uh, we can take that for granted that it should be there every Sunday. So it wasn't. So Chris stepped up. He did a two-hour show, which is commendable. You know, not everybody can handle a four-hour show. Probably takes a little bit of getting used to to get used to doing a four-hour show. Barbecue, how many four-hour shows have you hosted? Um, a few. You don't know how many. Not too many, but uh, I mean, honestly, probably three, maybe four. Oh, okay. DJ, you don't know really host them. How many four-hour shows have you been in? How about mm. barbecue? How many four-hour shows have you been in? Start to finish. Oh man, maybe six or seven. All right. What about like three hours of it? Ah, uh, that might improve the. 70 or 80 or uncountable number come on three hours that's yeah nothing. That's yeah nothing. i mean th there's been plenty of times that we're just on here we rolled for three hours no problem so uh yeah i, I couldn't count three hours like that well especially if you're doing stuff if you're like doing stuff and you got the chat on and every once in a while you know that you can go over and tap something in but you're i mean i've gone out and done yard work and stuff i don't i'm not like i don't have earbuds in but i'll come in grab something to drink again kind of watch the chat okay so-and-so is getting in a fight about grip angles again, but then, you know, something interesting gets said and then you know, maybe a comment or not, but at least you can catch up. So, you know, you're still, I consider that being part of the chat. I mean, not everybody's sitting here just glued to the thing constantly. Hey, I don't really, care what people do with their grip that, angles. People can do whatever they want with their grip angles as long as they grip angle responsibly. Oh, see, that's from one of your chats. Yeah. So people have had to been there for that one, I think. I don't know how many people. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. How many people responsibly know about that one? Not so enough. Ellen Anchor is out there. I'm going to try to suck up because I need another poster or two made. So uh, that means I'm going to go over here and I'm going to go down to branding. I know Barbecue doesn't like to do stuff like this, but I got this. 
They just took their music and ran it backwards. I figure the fucking robots can go suck on it. I like it. Now I got to go buy a briefcase so I can rip that off. I just ripped off their video. Just go grab it. I horked it off of something. Probably their YouTube. I don't know how to hork stuff off of Instagram. Or at least I haven't bothered to hork stuff off of Instagram in a long time. But uh, I think I got that from their YouTube. Oh, I just uh, open stuff up on my phone, hit the screen recorder, and hork it that way. Oh, really? My phone yep. is shitty as shit, dude. Um, it does not even hardly work anymore. So I'm sure that's possible for phones, but my phone is not on its it's not on its last legs, but it's getting there. So I can't add any more stuff to it. I need to go in and actually I could probably figure out some apps on there that I haven't used in a while, but it's the kind of stuff where like every once in a while I do want to do something that I know how to do on one of my dumb apps. And it's the only thing I ever do, or the one app is the only place I do it maybe edit a video or something or add a thing. I guess I go back and decide which of those I'm actually using. Maybe if I delete a bunch of them, my phone will come back to life a little bit. Um, I think this is DJ's hieroglyphic way of saying I'll end anchor or at I'll end anchor. Oh, so anyway, that was uh, Chris did the early bird chat for a couple of hours. Uh, Chris does the chats every Wednesday, bring people together. And uh, I think he did. He did do Gizzards is his Friday show and his Sunday show. So thanks for doing that. And I think Gizzard was in there for a bit. Maybe I'm crazy. I thought he was in there. He just couldn't host. But he's out there tonight. So uh Gizzard was talking about Kansas earlier. I'm looking at the poll, and it says, uh, or it was asking about, should we move the show to daytime? 29% are saying no way. 35% are saying, yeah, midday would be cool. You know, midday, if I went mid, literally midday, I could you still use the Red Dawn stuff. Because the Red Dawn robot just says uh, it's 11.59. So that could mean noon. We did that before. I forget what era. Probably maybe like the 1200 era. Like it was a good chunk of the way into the show. And we were fiddling around with it and brought it to noon. And I think it might have only been for a month or something. And it just torqued everybody's buttons. Like Bob didn't like it. I didn't like it. Maybe it was only a week or two. I don't think anybody liked it. And everybody that listened to the show at the normal time, which I think was, shit, I don't remember. I don't remember when the show, I think it's always been at 10. So when we did the show at the normal time, none of the people that are around in the middle of the night, you know, they're all sleeping in the middle of the day. So none of them were around. It was all a bunch of different people. And it was just us being weird and cranky in the middle of the day. So anyway, it didn't, obviously last we went back to the night. Yeah, it's definitely your identity is the evening kind of swing. Um, DGS in the PM. I mean, it's been my expectation since I came to the channel and think uh, most people are easily relate to that being the time. Uh, well, like I say, my goal would be to be Art Bell, run this thing all night, but uh, you don't get to always get what you want or whatever. Or at least if you want to get what you want, you have to do stuff to do it. So that might have to pop it, well, definitely... it, scrinkle it all up, shove it through the hole, and then try to patch it and blow it up on the other side of making some money, I guess. 
that's happened before. It'll happen again. There's definitely um, support of the uh, support of that idea from like at least a half a dozen people. Um, some of some of whom have been in conversations that you're privy to as well. But the idea of an overnight and the idea of like a 24, um, wow, what a what a management task. And if it's it's the kind of thing where it'd be it would be great, but the synergy that would be required, and just the the man the man hours, and then the power of running you know a, a 24 or an overnight show, um, that's that's a team effort. Uh, putting the burden on a single person running a single channel. I mean, as you often refer to, you know, you refer to often to the fact that you don't have an assistant, you don't have a PA. So, you know, when, when the grind is on a single, a single person driven channel, that's a, that's, that's too much. It's almost too much. It certainly is too much to sustain um, without considerable support um, from the wings. So there, there may be some people that go ahead. Uh, since November 11th, I've had this little dog who's supposed to be doing mm. stuff, but he doesn't do anything. He snores a bunch of times. He's recharging that snore at the USB port. He's plugged in. He's like, I always plugged in. <laughs> I guess the laptop's pretty warm right there. So he, I guess he feels like he has like some kind of a heated pillow. Well, at least he's embracing technology. He's wiping his ear goo on my space bar and on this SD card, which I'm probably not going to be able to use anymore. Whatever's leaking out of his ear is leaking onto my space bar. Uh, let's see. We, Pink is saying in two weeks. Uh, man, I don't want to be a jerk, but man, I don't even know. So uh, Roy is saying, uh, assume the dog is good for morale, morale dog. Oh, I, he's at Roy is absolutely right. Um, you I don't are seeing I, I the dog even... when he's at his most precious. You're not seeing him when he's a spaz <laughs> or, or when he's pooping all over. You ever seen like a sprinkler head go in a circle and just go a pivot? Yeah, yeah. Let's just say that this dog can be a bad dog sometimes. That's why somebody got rid of him. I'm sure. I'm sure it has to do with his badness. He just acts good when his camera's on. Uh, to be able to be a vicarious, to, to be able to live vicariously um, with other people's dogs is is a great thing. Being without one, and barbecue, you know, he's got a menagerie at his place. So the the sound and the sight of animals. I mean, you know, Smeggy, you know, playing the constant fetch. Uh, I mean, I think that's people identify with Roy as much as they do the snowman when it comes to Smeggy. So yeah, dogs well, are definitely we're all, good. We're all poor, so evidently it's true that if you with dogs on your stuff, then you're, it's not good for your channel. But guess what? When you put dogs in purple costumes, it's probably really good for a channel. So soon, watch out for purple puppy situation over on the gear channel. Uh, let's see. We should move the show to daytime. It is ending with 17 votes. It's pretty decent for an overnight. Um... I guess I should take the results. I'm just going to have to copy and paste them. So it's too much effort to try to redo whatever. So no way equals 29%. Sure, mornings was 17%. We got, uh, yeah, midday one with 35%. 
and then okay in the evening was 17 also. So interesting tie there. Look, I'm trying to type and he gets his lip in the way of my typing. So I missed the one because of his lip. All right, so now I can save this. And that'll be the description of this video. So it's a, effectively chopping up the Friday show if I was to continue doing this. Um, and it's, you know, depending on what happens here, uh, I'm not going to have all kinds of time to watch videos and whatever. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the list of videos isn't going to be anywhere near as long as it is the today. Today was uh, over the weekend. And uh, there were a couple of videos, you know, a good number of videos that dropped today. Look at all this weird shit that showed up. What's all this? Adam TV Live, that, that's words. I know what that is. I don't know what it is, but I know that I can read what that means at least. Sub, subac? What the fuck? VJ Jr.? Does DJ know that person? Mustafa no. Azad? What the hell is that? VJ Jr. translated, and then Aaron, I don't know what this is, and then this. Ask a say, still? Come on. Getting the bag of Fida Odo? I'm clicking on this because I don't believe that's really a thing. Getting the bag. Afida Odo is really a thing. That must be somebody's name. And then, yep, this is a, no. I don't know who Afida Odo is. I'm guessing music. You ever heard of Afida Odo? I have not, but I need a spelling maybe even. And, and you don't need to go to the, you don't need to go that far. On the screen that I'm seeing, we're talking about like, uh, an inch square for, for what it represents the YouTube uh, display. Ugh, some kind of weird porn thing. I'm getting out of there. <laughs> all right. Well, that ruined the show. Like, put all the sensors on it so any reach the show had is over because of whatever Frida Odo is. Anyway, so it was just weird. I just had a nothing in the box and it just decided to, yeah, did it again. It's just all this weird-ass shit. I don't know. Something about something I typed in there must have... I have no idea. Report search predictions. What's up with that? You can complain about what it gives you like this? I'm aware that you could tailor. I just don't do it. No, this is like hateful, sexually explicit, violent, dangerous, other. It's weird. I could see, I'd rather have it say, like, I just don't want to see weird shit in squiggly or like, you know, if I don't understand the words in that arrangement, it's not my language. Like, AKA S, anything that has that many A's in it isn't English anymore. Except for Aardvark, we don't have any double A's, do we? Yeah, it's just like trumping, uh, trumping things in the yellow pages by adding A's or ones or whatever to a business name. And those kind of things. I mean, remember Boolean strings? It's just like, and and all the the tagging that happens in vids. It's like I I do I do not even pretend to understand that it is so complex compared to when I would have been aware of what those things represented at the at the turn of the century. That makes me sound even older than I actually am. So I'm 15 years behind that curve, man. And then lastly, this is just that Huffington Post thing that we were kind of chatting about earlier. And Barbecue mentioned that. 
Well, then I think that's about time to wrap it up. Just about two hours for 2A. I definitely guarantee you there will not be two-hour live shows every night. But uh, unless, hey, if we get a bunch of Patreons, it'll be four-hour live shows every night. All that stuff I talked about will happen because I'll be able to interview people. I'll get them to stay up late and be like, this is a late-night interview. You know, stay up for it or let me know when you're doing a red-eye flight somewhere and we'll do the interview then. And then uh, at the end of the show, you know, you end an overnight show with a recap for the people that are at the gun shop. And then, like DJ said, you just take that last 20 minutes or that last 15 minutes and either simulcast that on a separate channel just for that 20 minutes. You know, so it has a, a quick, concise video for them in the morning or just edit it off and, you know, copy and paste that piece off. But either way. That would be the goal, to do a, a long format conversation with all the uh, updates and uh, insight that would you know, be in our old shows overnight to add both, like an Oreo. Insight, conversation, and then insight to wrap it up. Have you ever heard, has anybody ever, am I the only one who knows what Art Bell is? Does anybody else listen to Art Bell? No, I mean, I've, I've, uh, anybody who's been around you, when the subject comes up of your know, long form talk, um, that's his name. So I, what I know of him um, was very little, but uh, before I knew you, but then afterwards, yeah, oh, I've come okay. to know and, and others in that style, you know, the well, long the deal form. Was he, was, he was overnight and he was long form. I don't even remember anymore. if Art Bell was actually six hours long, but the show was six hours long. I think it was three hours long and then it would repeat. So, you know, and what was cool is like, because it would repeat, depending on what you were doing for a living in the middle of the night, you're doing stuff, right? You're working or whatever. So you'd miss chunks, but you knew you could listen, it would happen again. So it was either like very rarely, it was a horrible show and you'd had nothing to do and you heard the whole horrible show and then you had to hear the whole horrible show again. Like that almost never happened, but potentially that would be the worst case scenario. But typically it was like an awesome show. And you'd, you know, be able to listen to most of it and then you'd listen to it again because it was so awesome. You'd be great. You know, listen to it again. But then uh, most of the time it would be somewhere in between and you'd be interrupted by something or you'd fall asleep or something would happen because it's, you know, overnight, literally. But because it would repeat, boom, you could listen to the other side of it or, you know, you'd, you'd fill in the gaps, whatever you missed. So anyway, it was pretty effective having it twice like that. And I can't remember if now, because I really don't listen to it enough anymore, and I'm definitely not awake listening to it, like driving or something. I'm sure drivers would know this off the top of their head better than me. But uh, it might be two hours now, and it repeats three times. Does that make sense? Because I think it's still a six-hour show. Um, let's Are you see, talking about Coast runs, to Coast? Yeah, it runs from like yeah. 10 to 6 in the morning. Well, Coast to Coast is our bell. They just call it Coast to Coast now. Right. So, you know, have you listened to Coast to Coast then? In the past, yeah, I picked it up a couple of times. But it's like usually the subject material was just something I wasn't that interested in. I mean, I have yeah, an appreciation it's, it's for like the form. But, or yeah. or aliens. Yeah. but nowadays it's also like, because it's not Art Bell anymore. Art Bell was werewolves and aliens pretty much. And maybe like, well, the earth explode or something like that. All mm -hmm. the stuff that was like cool. Like it was just really good. And you'd hear about stuff like the, are the, are the, pyramids from alien spacecrafts and stuff like that so uh those shows were awesome and like i say i think pretty sure it was like three hours and every once in a while he would just go six hours i mean he played with the show he was creative and he had fun with it and uh anyway so then this newer guy does different stuff and talks to different people and he'll just talk to he's just an interview show and he, he definitely still talks about aliens and 
what is it called when people talk to dead people or like people take tape recorders in and listen to dead, you know, dead people's ghosts or something, you know, they do all that kind of stuff too. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to it every night because every once in a while it's boring, but then he'll also have John Lott on the guy, the now, I think, uh, well, it turns out that Alan Gottlieb started Art Bell. So he had Alan Gottlieb on all the time and he would have John Lott and stuff on. So Art Bell would be pro gun pro two a way back in the day overnight maybe not for the whole show but every once in a while for the whole show and he would certainly you know be aware of rights not just ownership even back and we're talking in the 90s and i don't know it's when it actually started but you know a good chunk of the 90s um anyway that's all i was getting at is if you guys have heard it and then the whole idea that it like repeats after three hours so we're really talking about like a three-hour show if we wanted to emulate what they're doing So Dustin came by and said, thanks for, uh, well, he said, uh, stopping by to say hey and for support. Be every second matters. It's always every second matters somewhere if you have the Second Amendment in your heart. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. And did I mention if you uh, 30 orders at $35 or more get free shipping over at this Allen Anchor? GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. Uh, barbecue, you host shows. Do you want to plug anything on the way out? I guess I should have done that before I did all that stuff. Uh, that's cool. Uh, we'll be live tomorrow uh, at 11 p.m. Eastern. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but... We'll figure something out by the time we get there. Uh, I think we're supposed to actually do like a recap from last year because I meant to do that last Thursday, but we got sidetracked with uh, current happenings in 2A, so it uh, wasn't like a bad thing. Uh, also, just because we were talking about it earlier, uh, like the Wyoming thing and where what it had technically done was permitless carry and all that, but then they revised it. If your state is looking to get constitutional carry, don't be one of those people that's like, oh, it's got to be perfect and all or nothing. Get the constitutional carry. And if there's parts where you're like, eh, that's not the greatest, work to get it out. Um, the big hump to get over is getting the constitutional carry in the first place. I think that's essentially what Texas, they took that advice, you could say. Are they essentially followed that yep. kind of thinking. 
they weren't super happy with the 18s, I think, the 18 to 21 year olds, and then something about some of the issues on wear or something like that. But uh, now that they've got it, the concerns about Wild Wild West, you know, well, ease or the, you know, that and the 18 to 21 year old, I think, is actually already taken care of because they're, um, who is he? What's it? Uh, Attorney General? Yeah, yeah, whatever the heck he's called. Uh, they had a couple cases and they're like, yeah, that whole 18 to 21 year old thing, that's unconstitutional. We're just going to pull that back. Sorry. Well, that's even more of uh, what's the word like a, a reason for what you're saying, like a justification for what your position is there that, you know, push it through, get it, and then they can just pull off the parts that are BS. I guess be careful of that. Whenever it's good on our side, then the other side's going to see that and go, oh, well, we can do that because I push it this way and pull that off. But anyway, you're right. And DJ, you got anything to plug? Oh, absolutely. Uh, coming off of the new year and uh, a new year's overnight on the DM Foss channel. I'll drop a link to that out there in the text chat tonight. Um, every other weekend and Wednesday nights. The mouse party is a good time. Um, check that one out on Saturdays on the A Great Start Shooting School channel. Um, there's a discussion about suicide and uh, mental health awareness. Um, I, I highly recommend that you come by. Uh, it's a small crowd that shows up. Um, replay is always uh, an option there, folks. So I'll drop a link to her channel as well. Um, I'm hanging with barbecue, having a good time doing that on the Guns of Barbecue channel. You got to check them out three times a week plus. And uh, until I see everybody again, be safe, have fun, carry your guns, and rock. All right, well, now I'm not ending the show. So Dustin said, constitutional carry here in Alabama became effective on the first. And this is one of the things that I had actually meant to rag about. So I'm going to flip back over to um, what do you call it? Minuteman, where I've got the list of them and all that. And like I was saying, I don't, I don't have the time to go back and research all of the, the, like the circumstances or the situations for each of the states, although I will at some point. So stay tuned, right? At some point, I'll have that done or I'll get an intern to do it. But I do have it for these last ones. So where do y'all fall on this? And like, like I broke down before how the states got concealed carry, or I guess constitutional carry, you know, and that kind of fits and starts, and then it all poured in two years, you know, on average two a year. Alabama, this is 2022, right? The four states that get constitutional carry in 2022. Alabama passes it in March. Ohio passes it in March, but he doesn't sign it until four days after Alabama. Indiana passes it in March, but 11 days after Alabama. And then Georgia passes it in April, right? So Alabama is the first to pass it. Alabama's doesn't go into effect till yesterday. Freaking Georgia, I'm pretty sure it went into effect immediately in April. And then Ohio made it in June and Indiana made it in July. So like they literally like voted it in in one order and then it's like it became effective in a separate order, right? So which would you say got 
CCW constitutional carry first in 2022? I'd still say Alabama. Um, just because yeah. I think with those things, uh, it goes by when it gets voted in and signed by the governor. It, nobody pays attention to when it actually goes into effect. Um, that's just kind of a s- side note, like a little asterisk. Yeah, I agree with barbecue. That's the, yeah. the, uh, the actual induct date, you know, um, is, is a footnote. And yeah, I'm with the Bama thing. It was exciting. I, I read, it was an exciting thing. Everybody, you know, like the chase of 22 to be number 22 and 22. And, you know, there was an Ohio contingent, you know, was aware of that at, of that at the time. Um, but yeah, Bama's strong. I like that. Well, not to make lightly, had Nebraska, Florida, Pennsylvania, and all in the game also. And they and there was a couple of nail biters for Indiana and Ohio, right? And if I remember right, and Nebraska and Florida, which eventually you didn't get, but like they were definitely there were six states in flux, right? Plus but six states mm-hmm. that people were really paying attention to and like thought might do it. All right. Well, anyway, so it was just something I've been like, it's just, I don't know. There's no right or wrong. I guess we all know nine millimeters wrong. Nancy Pelosi's wrong. I'm just saying there are wrongs, but in this case, Alabama passed it first. I think it's heinous that they weren't allowed to just go into effect, but sort of like what barbecue is alluding to before pass it, so that you can see what it's like to have it, just like Nancy Pelosi would instruct us. Pass it, and then you can read what's in it. So pass it, deal with the fact that it doesn't go into effect until January 1st because you're the first to pass it. Maybe Ohio and Indiana and Georgia would have all sat around with their thumbs up their butt if Alabama wouldn't have done it because as soon as Alabama did it, they're like, well, snap, we got to do whatever Alabama does. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that it's better when states just enact it right away because it's cooler, but... I, st- I just wanted to put in there for Dustin and all the Alabamites that might be paying attention to our show. In our hearts, you get constitutional carry before Ohio, Indiana, and Georgia. <laughs> you guys led the way. Mm-hmm. We got in leading that way. You guys also made sure everybody else got through the door. You held that door open, let everybody else get through, and watched them oh, you know just man. walking around with their super awesome constitutional carry you're like you guys you guys have fun doing that that's cool we're gonna have ours on january 1st uh but we're gonna keep holding the store for you alabama was like hey look let's hold this door open for all these other states that are thinking about it right and then and then ohio's like move out of the way and then indiana's like get my and then georgia's like blah, blah 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 and then something happened with nebraska and pennsylvania and all we know is alabama <laughs> knocked out by the time they came up for air they only got their shit yesterday or whatever, but they were just trying to be polite and got abused, taken advantage of. Well, I think Nebraska hey. just tripped and fell going into the door. Uh, Pennsylvania, we got uh, kidnapped by our governor. And Florida, man, I, I feel like they just must have, I, I don't know. They were following a GPS, and the GPS was like, make a right turn here. And then they're like, Oh, right turn. They're like, Oh, we did that too early. It's kind of a, a statewide phenomena of Florida man. I mean, look it up, look up Florida, man. <laughs> That's kind of just how Florida is. It's kind of, I, I bet uh, echo is glad to be um, 
off the beach in some ways. So, and uh, before we close out, barbecue um, is the uh, the collection drive for bar- for uh, Echo still going on? Could you mention that if it is? Until Thursday. Until Thursday. I actually still got a went to hear back from him. I need to get an updated list. So, um, hopefully, we'll be doing the drawing on Thursday uh, because, well, like I said, I need that updated list. So, and kind of reliant on him to get it to me so well a couple three days left in that and uh, likely have more details for tomorrow's and fee so it's a good thing i'm glad you're doing that barbecue the community the 2a community helping to support each other it's a good thing Oh, I'm muted. Okay. Now we're really ending the show. Dustin said it's been 10 years trying. Shout out to Bama Carey and others for persistence. Our Sheriff's Association, including my county sheriff, just got voted out, fought against it. Right on. So, but the good part is that it's a, it's a perception thing and it's some kind of a trip. So once you get something like a constitutional carry or something similar that shows respect for the individual, and leaves people's own issues, you know, keeps it away from everybody else. Then what you get is a little bit of time on the clock, and yeah, and that's when that's why we have twenty-five states with constitutional carry, right? Is we uh, have pre- precedence. That's what I'm looking for uh, of peacefulness with freedom. So, so liberty's all about, and that's what uh, everybody's a big fan of. Thanks for this time. I'm really ending. I'll end it with a commercial so that there's a punctuation, but this time it'll end. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is free patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at gearwebsites.com.